basically just have to enjoy the games for for the for the story and don't try to take anything seriously but if you're trying to take the yakuza game seriously you're i think you're starting in the wrong place anyways you can you can take the main story beats seriously because they're usually pretty good melodramatic and and you know soap opera ish but pretty solid generally yeah yeah um you just yeah, like have the, to the, understand the overall idea of what's happening. Yes. Is usually sometimes getting there is like, what? <laughs> yeah. There are there are hardcore contrivances, and that only gets worse as you go. Yeah, of course. But that's again, that's to be like to me, that's what I that's part of what I enjoy about it. It's sort of what I expect and like want out of a, a um like a drama kind of anime style story. Sure. So sure. It's, yeah. It's exactly what I expected. And well, actually it's better than I expected. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it just hits all the right buttons for me. Yeah. Cause man, I know, I know. Hey, so I saw, um, uh, before we under... go any further. Yes. Welcome to the retro breakdown. Oh, wow. We did it in the be almost the beginning. I, I, I came into it thinking like we're going to do we're going to do the intro that we're, we're going to introduce the podcast. This podcast is the retro breakdown. My name is Dean. I go by Time Wander. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Time And someday soon, YouTube.com slash Time You're so close. It's like I need like 19 more people. And I, I think YouTube slash uh, YouTube.com slash Time is actually available so i should be able to take it if not i'll just slap the old 33 on it yeah you know you, you can't you, you got you got the backup strats yep 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 uh, i'm tom you can find find me at twitter at tom day vg but it's not really important <laughs> but you can though you can if you'd like to absolutely you posted a you posted a very nice five-year-old's <laughs> drawing of panzer dragoon <laughs> which is yeah. the topic of this week's podcast it is is a lovely drawing but before we get to that, well, actually, you had a thing, but I wanted to ask you about something, too. But you go sure. first because you started I'd, first. I just wanted to say that I you you used to be big into Undermine like yes. a year and a half ago or whatever. Yes. Um, And I just saw that it was released on Switch. I was just wondering yes. if you had had tried it out or played it or if it's pretty much the same thing and you're just going to, you know, you already own it on PC. So what's the point of buying it again? Yeah, I played like let me let me open my. uh let me open my Steam window and just tell you how much Undermine I have played. It's going to be a lot to me, but it's not going to sound like a lot to you. Yeah, well, to, to someone that can <laughs> spend, you know, literally 10,000 hours playing, like, Dota 2 yeah, or something. Yeah, you just said that you played uh, <laughs> Animal Crossing, like, last year alone for, like, 700. Yeah. yeah so I'm going to tell you... Problem that I've played Undermine for 253 hours. <laughs> Holy crap, that's actually a, a really long time. That's still. a like, lot for me. 
That's that's a lot. No, okay. So Animal Crossing is a really unique experience for in this one because I'm playing it with Leticia and you can do a lot of like cool stuff with creating your island and stuff. I've never played an Animal Crossing game anywhere near this much. Like so this is this is an extreme outlier for yeah. normal length of time. To put that in to, to so for your example, I thought I had played Stardew Valley a lot and I played it for about 250 hours. So, oh really? So, so you Is that all playing, really? Yeah, and I I did a t- I did like everything in that game. Yeah. Um, well, so, at the time that you played it, what oh, everything yeah, yes. what everything in that game consists of is different all the time because they keep adding to it. It's yes, and well, the new patch that I haven't really had a chance to play on much added a lot of like a, an enormous amount of stuff. I think there's like mm. a whole secret island you can go to and stuff now. Um, and but yeah, so no, two hundred. <laughs> that's a that's a, a massive amount of time for you to play, it. and that was before the major updates. I mean, a lot of it was a lot of that, much like with Hades, was while it was in uh, early access. That's what I mean. You you. <laughs> <laughs> the the Hades thing is hilarious because if you were still on the Hades train, you probably would have gotten a uh, a lot of people popping in and be like, "Oh, cool, Hades!" I know, but you were playing it before it was cool. It's like playing I, Fortnite I, when it was a zombie game. <laughs> I, the majority of my time on Hades, I spent while it was an Epic exclusive, yeah, which was yeah. a which was a point at which it, the game basically didn't exist. Yeah, no one no one cared about. Well, that was that was also at the height of how dare. How dare Epic try to compete with Steam? Although I will admit I haven't bought anything on the Epic Store, and, and it does sound like their interface is pretty inferior for a lot it's of things. It's bad, and I I kind of like I tried to give Epic a pass because Steam badly badly needs competition. Yeah, but not like that. Not like that exactly. I I I didn't use it because it wasn't it wasn't it just didn't interest me. But uh. It was, but it was at the height of that point. So even if someone wanted to play it, there would have been that there would have been people that were like, "I don't care. I'm not even mm-hmm. doing this until it's on Steam." Right. Yeah. But yeah, Hades, undermine Hades. So yeah. So did do you think you'll? I, I I won't pick it up for Switch because I, you know, you've already played it to death. Literally, the Switch is sitting next to my PC right now. Okay, like, so it'd be stupid for you to. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's not a game I'm gonna waste of money. It is not a game I'm gonna play on the go. I am going to play it in the same place under the same circumstances on Switch as on any other platform. So like I own it, so it's fine. Yeah, like what kind of a crazy person would would purchase a video game like I don't like Final Fantasy VII on multiple systems that are all connected to the same TV? I, not that I've done that. I don't have a PS3 and a PS4 and a Switch all with Final Fantasy VII on it. Absolutely not. I'm. I would, uh, I would not do that. I'm gonna just keep letting you. I'm keep letting you keep letting you dig that hole. <laughs> oh Jesus. Yeah. I, I, but yeah, I like I, I. I also haven't played since November. Um. Yeah. I. I haven't really played. Like I was really big into roguelites for a while. I was mm-hmm. playing, you know, I played You were in Noita, and, right? Huh? Noita, no, I don't know how to say it. N-O-I, no, Noita, yeah. Noita, yeah. So like, um, I was playing Noita, I was playing uh, I was playing Undermine, Hades, Dreamscaper. Um, Heck, that was the theme of your 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 thing. Uh, oh, yeah, the the Extra Life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, was, I was playing them a bunch. Yeah. Curse of the Dead Gods, One Step from Eden, like... Enter the Gungeon. Like, there was a bunch of them. 
I like those games a lot, but I did burn out on them pretty hard. Yeah. And I'm now like, I've now sort of spun myself into like RPGs and longer term games. <laughs> now you're like, I want to play. If this game doesn't last 50 hours, I don't want to be bothered. <laughs> You accidentally started La Mulana. <laughs> I thought La Mulana was a 10-hour game. I really did. <laughs> when, when I had no idea. you started that stream. So I had never played La Mulana, but I knew that it was a really long game if you're trying to play it without cheating a bunch. And I, you know, usually that's kind of your thing is you don't want to spoil the experience because that's kind of the fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, when you were like, I don't want to say I'm going to finish the game tonight or anything, I started to laugh. I was like, oh, I can't wait for someone to, to point out that. Uh, that that misstep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's a that's a mistake. <laughs> but I'm okay with it. Well, I'm okay with it. You had talked about how you wanted to take a break from a long game because you were going to start like a Dragon Quest or like one mm-hmm. of those RPGs or whatever. That was the plan. <laughs> so you're going to start a nice short La Mulana experience, which will probably only last around 80 hours, maybe 100. I have seen people like... So that game has a very, very niche, but very passionate community. Yeah. And um, a bunch of them showed up and were like, hell yeah. I haven't seen a, I haven't seen a blind play of La Mulana in a while. I'm excited. <laughs> listen to me. Like, everyone's like, listen, cheat. <laughs> I know everybody, this everybody game, like, says to look it up. Like, just don't, don't, don't do it. This game is miserable if you go full blind allow yourself to look things up if you're if you're Getting stuck. frustrated or it's stuck. okay how what how do you think you're gonna wh- okay what is how how is your hubris responding to this because uh, mm. i i know you love a challenge like especially in a game that you that you feel like you could do so yeah so here's the thing um when it is a when it's a physical challenge when it is a like there's a there's a big difference between mm, I know what to okay. There's a big difference between I know what to do but can't execute and I don't know what to do and I'm running around. Sure, where you feel like you're just walking through the same corridor over right. and over again. Because that's boring to me and that's boring to people who are watching. I think it's actually and, boring to everybody. It's just that the excitement of solving the thing makes it yes, makes it yes. worthwhile. So it's actually not that cuz the actual act of walking around is that part where you're sort of like Cause you really, you really want that. You really want that feeling of like, Oh, I figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's like one of the most exciting things, especially, well, we've talked about this a couple of times. It's, it's for, for me, that's only exciting when the thing you're figuring out was figure outable without, right. you know, something stupid. If, if the, if the solution was something that 99% of people wouldn't figure out on purpose and then the couple do it by accident, that's like one of those solutions where you're like, yeah, whatever. People have care. been, I, I think that uh, the general consensus is that everything that you need to figure these things out is in the game and it does make sense, but there is so much of everything. Cause it's just like, it has like a lot of real kind of lore, right? Like a lot of real puzzles and uh, like using, using, using a lot of clues and context ideas to, to help solve things. But sometimes they're sort of, well, there's conspicuous or you just don't know, or there's just so much that it, it's overwhelming. Is that it idea? also, it also seems like there is a, um, there's a, a sort of, uh, design functionality. I'm, 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 there's a word I'm looking for and I'm not coming up with it. Yep. I get it. That's fine. Design <laughs> philosophy. Okay. 
there's a design philosophy in that game that is we're going to give you a cryptic riddle mm-hmm. that is the solution to a puzzle that you will run into 25 hours from now. <laughs> uh, yeah. So people have been dogmatic oh, about like right that's... everything down. That's why. Yeah, because I, I, I knew one person. Now, this was the extreme, the other extreme where someone had they filled like a notebook with map yes. drawings and notes and things. And that's mm-hmm. why when you said you have your your notes and you had a piece of paper. And that's why I said something like, oh, yes, the single the single piece of paper should suffice or whatever. Yeah, it was. I now have a I now have a small notebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, I've I've prepared better this time. Someone also said um, rather than write everything <clears throat> down. Someone had a system where they just took screenshots and then filed them under like keywords. I can see that. That makes a lot of sense. That's which is kind of cool amount of work, but awesome at the same time. Yeah. Well, I mean, is it more work than writing writing down every single tablet you read word for word the entire game? Oh no, that's true. Because they're actually yeah, that's true. You are writing down like whole tablets of information. It's not just like, uh, you know, face rock, (laughs) two words or whatever. It's it's, right, right, right. Sentences of stuff. I think if you go into the game with the mindset, like that's already kind of cheating in a way. Not cheating. It's kind of already not uh, not cheating at all. It's just kind of a, a way of going into the game looking for all that stuff that's already going to change your perspective of a of a totally blind playthrough, if you will. Like, mm-hmm. so that's that's already sort of a leg up um, on if you were doing it completely blind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where where you might just because if you were just playing the game normally, you'd probably expect that puzzle to be used right away and if it wasn't it was just some right. sort of flavor text that you're like oh that's cool i don't know right because that that's, that's fine because that's typical game design is like you get the you get the uh information as you need it mm-hmm. or maybe like a couple rooms later at right. the most right like 15 minutes <laughs> not like an hour yeah but like i'm already like i've run into i've run into tablets and stuff in the first part of the game that are referencing areas that i still haven't seen <laughs> now granted i only played for like three or four hours so it's that's true yeah i saying i haven't seen them is not really that big of a deal but like i am with everyone being like yeah write everything down prepare to get confused look up stuff if you need to like i'm i'm prepared for things to go very bad yeah because you even for the first time ever um the retro breakdown community you'll be pleased to know dean not only looked at the manual he read the manual on stream. I didn't get anything from it. Yeah, but you did it. People were like, the manual is not, uh, the manual is not optional. Wait, that's not true. It it, it taught you how the, the green blob things work. To oh, that's your true. Life. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, people were talking correct. about it in terms of like, you have to read it to find the thing. Yeah. To like, it tells you where this thing is or how to use this thing. And I like. It, you didn't feel that. It, like. People were talking about a grail, and the grail is like a fast travel uh, item. It un- okay. it unlocks fast travel between save points. Yeah, it looked like there was like a you you were in a room and you said, "Oh, I think this is where that's going to be." I kind of I have a memory of that. Yeah, and basically it's through like a hidden wall or something. Sure. Okay. Uh, but I, I like I basically solved the puzzle accidentally and was like, "Oh, here's the grail." Oh. <laughs> and then, like for the rest of the stream, I had people in chat talking about like, "Oh, I soft lo- I soft my I soft locked myself in the mid game because I could never find where the Grail was," and oh. I was like, "What? <laughs> like this was really hard for people to find because I literally found it accidentally." 
That's weird. Yeah, that's maybe maybe it's just a uh, a testament to your to your to your exploration skills. In, I in guess. Metroidvanias. Or you just got maybe you're maybe you're one of the lucky few, the the, the chosen. I <laughs> will see. I've only streamed it once. I'm going to play it a bunch. I'm going to play it a bunch more next week. So, okay, good. I'm actually I, really looking forward to that. Cause it, it always, it bums me out. Now, obviously this is no reason not to stream something since it's the majority of the reason why people stream, but it always bums mm-hmm. me out when you're playing a game that I want to play because I won't watch you play it then. So then I don't like it to be a part of the, the stream as much. So it's really cool when you're playing a game that I want to see that I'll never play. And yeah. this is one of them. <laughs> Yeah, no, I get that. Like, I have skipped out of a lot of streams and YouTube series of like, oh, man, I'm really interested in that game, but I'm going to play it. Right, yeah, because I... Or I'll watch the first couple of episodes and decide that I like it enough, whereas, like, I need to play this. Because the majority of your streams have been Yakuza, and I've mostly just been lurking in all of them Mm -hmm. the last, like, two years, because I was like, I'm going to play this one day. I can't... I don't want things to be spoiled. And I ended up watching some things, because you get so wrapped in... um, like you you get wrapped up and you're like oh this is awesome and in fact that part where uh majima has haruka and kiwami yeah uh i i i watched you do that scene because like oh i know i remember this scene I was like how do i oh my god i must have watched dean play this like a million years ago yeah 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 <laughs> um so it's 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 fun but i'm 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 very happy that that you're playing la mulana next i'm very happy that you're playing yakuza so Oh my god, I've I've owned three and four for so long now that I have two, specifically three and four. They have been <laughs> on the shelf for years just because they were like, you know, they were seven dollar GameStop bargain buys. Yeah. I've I have one of my one of my really good friends, he he I think he's the reason that I own three and four. And he's he played three and four. I think he skipped five, played six, and then uh recently played seven. Um and he went back and played is playing zero now. But he was kind of the reason why I'm pretty sure he was why I bought three and four when they were Mm. on sale one Black Friday because he's like, dude, they're so good. You got to play them. And I remember reading about them in magazines and stuff. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do this. Um, But it's I've just I've been literally held back because of because of trophies, which is so stupid. (laughs) I mean, I get it. I get like, no, nobody if completion. No, like if completion is important to you, then you're more likely to shy away from games where the bar for completion is really high. Yeah, well, it was it was mostly just because the like I don't I I played a lot of I don't want to say like super hard games, but I played a lot of games that had a lot of that took a lot of time to get the platinum, like or doing mm-hmm. a bunch of stupid things. But there's something about the Yakuza platinum that I didn't want to do because the the mini games were putting me off, and I was like, I don't I really don't feel like learning mahjong or uh whatever whatever the 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 big time sink mini games were for that particular game. And my understanding yeah. is, is three's three's trophy list is obnoxious because there's you have to do everything on every difficulty for the mini games too. Ah, uh, gross. Yeah, I hate so, those ones. Just so let like, me do uh, it on the highest difficulty and clear them all at once. Exactly. Yep. Yep. But yeah, I'm I'm happy that's that's all done because I'm Lachisi and I have been having so much fun. <laughs> she she she's played so much. Uh, of 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 uh, the cabaret club <laughs> it's like that's my favorite mini game in maybe the whole series it's so it's so good and the music's fun oh, I love and it. the story is actually like the story is actually like there's a whole like 
So you always know what the big mini game is in a Yakuza game because there's cutscenes. Yeah. There's cutscenes and there's actual stories and characters and there's a whole there's a whole sub story locked behind you doing that mini game a bunch. <laughs> and those are the ones that they actually put effort into. Yeah, that, well and it's it's liter- it's it's actually how you unlock both well, for Kiryu, it's the real estate one, but it's how you unlock like, mm-hmm. their special moves. Wait, let's not. Yes. We can't talk too much about Yakuza because we're literally going right, to have right, a Yakuza right. day. Okay, it's just so because so, it's on my mind. <laughs> so let me let me switch gears then. Yeah. Um, Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Real quick, what do you like? Okay, I really like Triangle. Triangle Strategy was the the hidden sort of gem for me. I, yes. I watched you play it for a bit, and then I watched some of their YouTube video that you put up because um, I fell asleep. I was like, I'm going to bed, and you played for another hour because the that demo, demo was... is that demo took me six hours to get through. <laughs> it was ridiculous, six, six hours long for um, a demo. <laughs> so that's awesome. Now you can cut like an hour or two off of that because streaming. Because I took a couple of bathroom breaks, like, um, well, and and you like to sometimes you know because of streaming, you're you're you, you an event happens and then you talk about it or yeah, whatever, I'll wait, right? I'll waste time. I'll leave it on. I'll leave it on a pause screen for a bit. Have a have a conversation about things. So mm-hmm. it's not like it's probably four or five hours of gameplay. Yeah. Well, but 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 you could go through it again and make different choices. See if anything changes. Yeah. One playthrough is <laughs> Dude. is is like four to six hours long and then you can go through and like there's a different route you can take there's a different decision you can make and this is something i'm i'm uh interested in in how project triangle strategy is going to end up because they are advertising branching strategy based on like your choices matter right i wonder how much that really i i hope mm-hmm. i hope it's more meaningful than mass effect because god mass yes Effect's mass effect appeared to matter until it didn't Oh my god! Yeah, well, that's all of their game. Every Bioware game is like, this is so important. Well, but you want you want you want to change that at the very last second. We'll let you make one more choice. You you can you can totally change sides. Also, the story is virtually the same thing. The no like yeah what you do yeah the um Man, I don't get Mass Effect. Well, I mean, I, I get think... I get Mass Effect. I don't I don't I don't know what the allure of Mass Effect is. It's it's I've, I've I don't know. That's I know I'm I'm going to make a lot of people angry by saying that, especially since they're making a a really huge giant remaster right now. Um, I liked Mass Effect a lot, and Mass Effect was probably the last big world. Yeah, like the last big fantasy or sci-fi world that I, I actually found myself invested in. I can see that, sure. Enough to like actually look things up in codexes and find out and like find out more about stuff and read things. Because, like, they do a very good job of characterizing, um, like, that world, the different races, the different people, you know, conflicts between different groups. Like, if, if it all feels very alive. But... Yeah, I, that. I think, that, so, for me, the, my, my, my disconnect with Mass Effect was part, partially when it came out, I was at that point where I was sort of being, like, oppositional a lot in a lot of ways, where... If something was the big cool, I'd be like, no, that's stupid for these reasons. Um, so that that kind of got stuck in my memory, and it's hard for me to erase that 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 feeling. Uh, but I was really upset at the like beyond that, I was genuinely annoyed at how dumb the choice system felt at the end of the day. Like, yeah, and and that that kind of soured the experience because I actually went back and got all the achievements on 
like when I was doing achievements instead of trophies and stuff. And I had a lot more fun when I was playing it again later on when I wasn't when I didn't have all that I don't know like tw- mid twenties angst or something. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no idea why I, I was such a a punk, but I really was. And yeah. so it's it's not that I I guess it's not that I don't get Mass Effect. It's that I don't get the I, I have a hard time thinking of it as some classic game that I want to play again and, and and some super fancy remaster, which is more of what I meant by the I don't get it because oh yeah no I'm not gonna play it again yeah um I don't know <laughs> but like I have good memories of it. That makes sense. I can see that. I think, well, isn't that, that's, that's such a huge, that can be such a powerful drive for a, a, a game to be a success in your head as your memories of what it was like to play it too. True, true, or true. What, I mean, like that's, in that time. we've gone over that a number oh, of times true. just on this podcast. <laughs> that's yeah. a, it's a big part of, that's a big part of what this podcast even is, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah, just, just like, hey, nostalgia. I have really good memories of that. Let's see if they hold up. Yeah. That's kind of our whole MO. <laughs> yeah but so so b- b- <laughs> let's get tom away from making fun of mass effect or saying anything negative about it and more about you wondering how uh well we talked we started talking about mass effect because like is are the the branching path choices going to be more impactful yes yeah in this game than they are in mass effect so the one that the demo provides you is there's a you know there's a big attacking opposing kingdom who breaks their peace treaty and overthrows your kingdom and kills your father and your or the 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 father and the the king and the crown prince of the of this kingdom that you're associated with and you have to take the second prince and bail out and then there and Basically, they're like on your doorstep and they're like, listen, you're in this sort of like allied kingdom. And their armies on your doorstep and they're like, we're going we're our army's way bigger than yours. You cannot defeat us. Mm-hmm. Just turn over the prince and you'll you'll be okay. and we'll leave you alone. And you have to make the decision. Do I do I do I go with the prince or. Yeah. Do I push back? And then, well, then I imagine then there's going to be choices because I, I kind of saw part of this, but I, I decided to uh, kind of mute the stream when you were getting at that point because sure. it seemed like a cool decision point. I didn't want your thoughts to in, end up influencing me because that's what would happen. Just you know, sub, even if it's just completely subconsciously. Sure, sure, uh, sure. The the it seemed really cool because then it's like, how do these choices? affect future events does does it even does right. your choice end up even mattering here but then you piss right. off the other people and then how mm-hmm. does that happen like that's, the idea oh, is that. yeah so the idea is basically like the prince himself is like let me go right i'll just go um good guy prince because he's basically like this is my realm and this is the peaceful solution mm-hmm. where like the the people here don't need to see war come to their doorstep it's going to make their lives miserable. Like it wow, it'd be my... really hard to let them go then at that point. Yeah. Like my, <laughs> my duty is, is to protect the people of this realm. And the best way I can do that is just by going with them so that they don't come through and like burn down all the villages. <laughs> yeah. That seems, that seems reasonable. Sure. It does. It does. On the other hand, it's like, no, 
Right, right. Well, if it was like a Final Fantasy game, it'd be like, no, we'll take down everybody. <laughs> and that's the decision. But the really interesting thing is that you don't just make the decision. Really? You, okay, I missed this part. What? What? What do you? What is it? There's a vote. Oh, I, I saw that. That was okay. No, I did see that aspect where you're like at a at a in a big like a dining hall mm-hmm. or something like that, right? And you're talking to all the 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 other nobles of the land or whatever. Yeah, and every character in your party has a particular set of convictions mm-hmm, and a particular mm-hmm. way that they lean on each issue. So you have to not only cast your vote, but also try to convince the other people in your party that it's the right choice to, yeah, to go with your, to go with your perspective on the matter. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. It's a lot different than like, not to bring it back to Mass Effect, but just like, do you want the blue option or the red option? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like in this case, there's three main... There's three main uh, sort of guiding principles, like convictions. Mm-hmm. There's the there's the utilitarian point of view. There's the um, these the 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 moralistic point of view, and then there's the what is the other one? Like liberty. I think yeah, it's, I think, I think it's right. Yeah, I think it's utility, morality, and liberty. And I haven't really seen exact like I, I you get sort of a sense of where those all are going it's like utilitarianism is just utilitarianism it's like that we make small sacrifices to do the most good for the most people right right and then you know morality is sort of like you know absolute moralism this is the way i feel nothing is gonna bend that i have to you know i have to follow my heart i have to like live true to my to my convictions and not and not do anything that I'll regret later. It's the Kiryu path. <laughs> Basically, yeah. And then I, I don't know where the liberty path and like I I feel like that's just like I feel like that's just like fight for I, I don't I don't know, like ideals, I guess. But I, I'm I I'm that. having trouble I'm having trouble parsing how that differs exactly from um from morality. It sounds like it could be, um, it sounds like it could be really cool. Like the, it's not as good. As, so usually the, the choices are good or bad. Yeah. Or yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. they give yeah. it some, they give it some name. Like, I don't know, maybe Paragon and Renegade or something. Yep. That's um, the Mass Effect one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, but it's basically, this is obviously the, this is obviously the, the, the Jedi side. This is obviously the, you know the the sith side of the of the spectrum of the choices you're making and there's almost zero middle ground right Um, right 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 so i think it's great that they chose three first of all but second that they didn't pick um you know like the power choice or the the friendship choice it's it's the the words that they chose to describe the different choices hopefully Mm -hmm. imply that they're going to be they they well depending on your personality they could actually be a difficult choice to make well and Um, it was because the like the one big choice that you make is the one that's like, oh, yeah, there's no real obvious right answer here. Yeah. Like there's no this is not the, this is not that. something where it's like, do you want to be the good guy or the bad guy? This is like two or what three different. Best? These are two or three different bad options in a bad situation. 
and that that's now that to me is the coolest way that this type of system has ever been done before yes i hope it doesn't so i love noctopath traveler i i I was i thought it was fantastic yeah i will say i was bummed that there was not an overarching Mm -hmm. story yes like the weakest part was the when i realized oh once you finish the this character's tale it's over yeah you get credits right and so there's like uh... three or four other characters left to finish and it's Mm -hmm. like oh no credits now you beat the you beat the big one right so i was kind of i was kind of disappointed in that and sure there is like the super ultra secret boss but really that's just kind of end game filler content to get you to play more yeah it's Um, it's not so much like it does try to tie the uh yeah (laughs) the overall story together but it doesn't do it well no, it does it really poorly. And it almost feels like it's just extra content anyways. Like it yeah. doesn't, it, it does it. So if it were uh, DLC that came out, if it were DLC that came out six months after the game, it would feel every, it would feel every bit as, as at home as it does. Oh, sure. Yeah. Cause it just feels like, Hey, we, we tacked on a dungeon because you, we heard you wanted to play more of the game is what it felt like. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that this game rides the it, it so they did the octopath traveler thing well there's eight stories and that's it so i hope that and that was the gimmick of the game and it worked well so i really hope that this time they they the gimmick of the game is the choices and that's really what they they drive home regardless like i would i would be okay even if somehow the like some story paths just aren't as good as a different as another story path if if your choices sure. mean yeah. something and matter like i'd yeah, be yeah. totally fine with if you get through a playthrough and you're like oh my god i just spent 40 hours playing the bad ending yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I would be, be totally okay fine with that. with that. I'm totally yeah. fine with some story arcs being weaker than others if they're genuinely different. Yeah, please, please don't, please don't give me a game where I spend a long time picking this path and then at the end you're like, well, we don't want you to experience the bad ending, so here's the opportunity to fix it. Like, I, make I me, would make me guess, stuck in my choices. I would guess it is probably going to, it's probably going to do the Shin Megami Tensei thing. Okay. Not the Persona thing, the Shin Megami Tensei thing. Mm-hmm. Shin Megami Tensei's morality system is between oh, like right. law and chaos. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a neutral mm-hmm. where you and that's the neutral ending is usually the good ending. Right. Where you basically yeah, like reject you reject extremes and you try to and you try to keep everything sort of in balance. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. involves it's it's the harder ending because it usually ends up with you having to fight both factions. Sure. To some extent. So I wouldn't say no to something like that. I imagine there is probably going cool. to be a utility ending, a uh, morality ending, and a liberty ending, and then possibly a centrist ending. Where you kind of, yeah, where you dabble Where you everything. just, yeah, where you do everything... Um, you know, you kind of work everything together as you as you're able to. And I, I hope that I guess I guess what I'm getting at is I hope they don't focus purely on the three endings. Like, I really hope that the, the path along the way yes. is quite different as well. Yeah, I do, too. Because we were talking about, like, is this going to is the story going to branch out like tree roots? Right. Where it just branches out and then they branch out again and then some of the branches sort of intertwine with each other. But ultimately, there's lots of different small paths. Or yeah. are we looking at the chain of beads? Yeah. Where there's yeah. where there's divergence and then convergence and then divergence and then convergence. And your matter, your choices matter for like an hour. Mm-hmm. And then you're back on the same path you started on. 
Right, and right. I, from the demo, I can't tell. Well, no, yeah. And maybe maybe that's asking too much. I don't know, because then you're asking for... <laughs> I mean, it's like hundred different stories. Like, yeah, it like that's it's I. I it's so, not so going it's, to be even. Like, let's it's just not, let's just say it's not that. Let's just say it's not. Let's say not every single choice is that impactful. But let's just say that there's like ten different paths you could take to get to the three endings, and then I would be happy. Or like yeah, like yeah. twelve or something like that. I think one of the whatever it is. I think one of the big things that is going to. Um, I think one of the big things that's it's probably going to affect, and the demo is already sort of foreshadowing this mm-hmm. is um characters sure like choice the characters that will come and like go the characters that join you and the characters that al- that ally with you how cool would it be is if if you have someone in your party that has a strong conviction and then you make the wrong choice and then he joins the other side in the next fight or something oh, he like just that. leaves yeah like yeah. he just leaves and is like screw you i'm fighting against you now like that like that would be so awesome i would be i would be super okay with that i would be that would be super cool then it, Where they're I like, would, I, I can't follow that. you anymore. I, yeah, I joined you because I thought you were a certain way, mm-hmm. and you've changed, and I can't I can't agree with these decisions you're making. Because usually when they have that type of a system in a game, the character, that person just walks away from you, or like you can't have them in your party anymore. They don't actively fight you. So it would be so cool if they, they decided to, they made it so they actively went against you at that point. I don't know. I would love that. Yeah, no, that would be super cool. And like, not like instantly, not like they're like an instant defector, but like three missions later, you see them on the other side. Yeah. And and it's like like a super sad moment because they don't actually hate you. It's just like, (laughs) this is where our convictions have led us. Right, right. That would be cool. Yeah. No, I would 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 love to see stuff like that. And it's certainly set up for that. It's just a matter of how they execute on it. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I, I don't know. I can't tell. I'm hopeful. But diverging storylines, it, it can be done well, but it can also not. The good news is they've had a long time to work on the game, and they still have a long time. I mean, they do still have a long time. It's not due out until it. next year. And they, they didn't say when next year. And they didn't. Right. Yeah, they didn't say in a year. They right. said 2022. So, so it could be a year and a half. Yeah, or even a, like, right. Yeah. Plus, like you, you could have a lot of time there. That's so. So I'm 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 hopeful. And like I said, the the best the the octopath traveler is one of the the most enjoyable um sort of just traditional jrpgs i've played in a really long time that didn't mm-hmm. even have a story holding it together <laughs> like, like yeah it really it, didn't it had it, it, it was it was it eight was individual stories that yeah. are that were as connected to one another as kiryu's actions are to his story <laughs> yeah. yeah like it like in some cases in octopath there's like do you did you have the one thing the one thing in the uh, in the snow town that I can't remember the name of? Um, <laughs> I don't remember names of any towns actually. It's like Frost Grace or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> the the, the names of the towns were, and it's snow. <laughs> they were very on the nose. Yeah. Um, Port Town. It was uh, it, it's the one where you go to the brothel. Yes. And you yep. fight the guy running the brothel to save the to save the people there. Yeah. And the whole thing is like, come alone. You have to go by yourself. I can't go with you. And then there's a party of eight people in there. (laughs) And they just, everyone just pretends they're not there. Like, come on. (laughs) Oh, God. So, like, there's, there's definitely stuff in there where, like, (laughs) gameplay and story are not talking to each other. 
but, but it, it just still it just still worked. The game it just felt good to play. So that's yeah, even, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess at the end of the day, even if your choices only matter a little bit, I'm still going to play Project Triangle Strategy. I'm pr- I'm probably still going to oh, I'm poetic about it because the art I love the what what are they calling it? Two D, three D, or something? Uh, it is HD two D. Oh, HD two D. Excuse me. Um, I I love the art style. The music's just freaking gorgeous. Yeah, it's um, really good. And and I like a tactics game that I was a little disappointed that it wasn't the same composer as Octopath Traveler, but um, well, this uh, Akira Senji I think is his name. Okay. Um, I mean it was good. It's mm-hmm. very good. Um, the voice acting is stiff. So I felt very, that very very weak. I kind of felt that way about Octopath Traveler. For some of some of some of the voice acting in Octopath Traveler was great. Then some of it was meh. Um, mm. So I actually listened to it in Japanese because I I couldn't stand the Hanet or Han, whatever the hunters. Oh really? Was. Oh, I hated her voice so much. Um, I actually liked I, her. <laughs> yeah, I know. We actually we we talked about this a long time ago where I said I before we were doing the podcast and I was like I didn't like her voice and you're like really it really it 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 vibed with me. I was like I don't know, man. It just it just hit it just rubbed me wrong. I don't know if it is was it the, the way is that it the tone sounded. of her voice or is it her weird like extra syllable accent. Yeah, it's it was like the 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 way that she talked was what annoyed me. I think so. Maybe it was like the 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 cadence with the syllable, like like her, the the sound of her voice was fine. Like if, okay, if I didn't I don't have a I didn't have a problem with the way that the person doing the voice sounded. Okay, it was just okay. how the character. It was probably just a mix of how the character was written, and I don't know. It just bugged me. I I can't I can't give you an intelligent response here other than i was really happy they had that, no that's fair like i you don't have to like you have to like lay on the on the therapy table and give me like a, a complete like mental breakdown of <laughs> it was also a long time ago at this point it was yeah it was a long time ago for me too so like i may not even i may not even remember it as fondly mm-hmm. as i think i do i just remember liking Hanit as a character yes i like but... her character i did actually like her character but um, and and she was fun to use in battle. Yeah, she's great. Um, the whole leg break thing was was busted. Where you like yeah. their turn for like yeah. it worked on freaking bosses and stuff like that was just nuts. Yeah, that was great. Um, the the problem I'm gonna run into with uh, Project Triangle Strategy, and and again, this is a vertical slice, like yeah. one to two years <laughs> this away is probably from launch. The first time in the history of games where a demo has been released a year and a half, that's this complete. So yeah, I think I'm, I, I, I might go with that. I, I don't, I've I can't imagine it's probably partially because the game was delayed due to the pandemic and it would have been coming out, you know, a year earlier. Yeah. yeah so yeah. they had more time to deal with it and they really wanted to get um, people excited about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still a long, it's still, a, it's still a very early like if this was on yeah, Steam I'm, and it was early access, like it's I am, early, early access. I am blown away that the vertical slice that they have provided is this big and this mm-hmm. polished, this far away from release. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. Mm-hmm. Especially you're not paying for it either. Yeah, because <laughs> you, you're you're sort of used to. If you think about early access on Steam, then sure, fine. Games have been released much earlier that are still not released. Uh, mm-hmm. Or whatever, like the idea of early access, but you're usually paying for it. Whereas this is just a free demo on on the on the Switch. 
Yeah. So you were like, say something though. You're, you had a, you said that it had like a, a problem. Well, the problem I'm going to run into with it is that like voice acting can be hit or miss, mm-hmm. but the character that I, the, the character that I think is the weakest mm-hmm. is the main is, character. Is the main character. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's a lot harder to overlook than like the one character that only comes up every like five to 10 hours. If, if, if you switch the language to a language you don't fully understand, it makes it way easier. <laughs> that's true. And I might it, like, if it comes down to that, I might do it. But again, the voice acting is as early as anything else. Yeah. So exactly. like they have time to, <clears throat> yeah, for all maybe, we know, the maybe voice do a second was... take on those lines. I was going to say, cause for all we know, the voice acting was like a, Hey, get this done now. Mm-hmm. It, based on my understanding of how like demo production works, it probably was exactly like that. Right. So we're talking about people that may have just been in their home or like mm-hmm. a home studio with no types. real direction. Exactly. And they, just and like, they hey, read these lines. Yeah. And they did like three takes and they just took the best one. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But like there's going to be time to do this. So. And if yeah. there's not, if they have another language track, it really makes it it makes the it makes that point much a much easier pill to swallow <laughs> yep for sure because you're like hey i don't know what they're saying anyways it sounds cool <laughs> did as um as, as long as it, oh yeah wait so what were we talking about oh the the direct yeah i was gonna say like i asked you about the direct specifically to talk about project triangle strategy because i know that's <laughs> the thing we're both uh most excited about. about yeah there was some other stuff in there not anything i really want to wax poetic about for a long time but did anything no. else really stand out to you so there's actually a handful of games that I'm curious about. I'm, okay. I'm interested about the Famicom Detective Club. Yeah, like a, right? It's a remake of an old NES, well, Famicom yeah. game. And I guess it came out on, like, GBA and, what, Wii? Yeah, it was, like, a re-release on the Wii, the Wii U. But um, never or, but never me, in the, English. The Wii Virtual Console. And never in the U.S. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. It looks, I like the art. You know, it's it's very Phoenix Wrighty. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's cool. Uh, what else? Legend of Mana re-release. Sure, sure. Excited. Like I I don't want to say excited for that, but I will I will definitely look into it. Maybe yeah. buy it depending on what else I'm playing at the time. Honestly, I'll probably pick up Metopia if there's a if Lachicia wants to play it or my sister, because it seems like a fun sort of uh it's like a simple game that might be enjoyable to play. Yeah, it's, it's like the uh t- the Tomodachi life thing was actually pretty was actually pretty fun. Yeah, I liked it. Like it's and the idea that you kind of have that as a base, but then you, but then like all of the like friendship stuff that you do. It. Yeah. The stuff that you do, the, the relationship building and everything actually matters. Mm-hmm. I like that. In, in like an actual gameplay sense. Like that's cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to Mario golf. I loved Mario. Yeah. Golf on both the Game Boy Color and the 64. Like, I played a lot of the Game Boy Color one because that's when I was driving back and forth to school. My excitement for Mario Golf has, like, tempted me to pick everybody's golf back up. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm I'm actually going back and finishing Golf Story because I never finished it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Golf Story's Story's great. great. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I I will say the thing that had me... uh, So I know Nintendo likes to leave a big reveal till the end. Mm -hmm. And... They're like, oh, let me show you one thing. It's not going to be 
uh, Breath of the Wild 2 because we're not doing that. And they showed the Zelda, like they're like, oh my God, Zelda. And they kind of showed the sky. And mm-hmm. my first thought was, oh, please let this be a an Oracle's remake, like how they did the yeah. Link's Awakening. Like that would have been insane. Or even just straight up remake of the original Zelda. So my, excited. Like yeah. Skyward Sword. And I was like, oh. Eh. Yeah. So Skyward Sword is like the one mainline Zelda game that I didn't play at all. And we all know why. I didn't, I didn't buy it. I didn't touch it. I just like, I just let that one wash over me. I'd, I'd tell you that the motion controls were good, but you won't care anyways. <laughs> it, yeah, it good versus bad motion controls does not move the needle on me. Yeah, like know. the, the needle is moved by, can I press buttons instead of waving my arms around like an idiot? God, I, I really loved, I loved the motion controls. I now going back to it now it's not as it's not as enjoyable but in, at the time i really liked i thought it was fun i thought it was cool to do something totally different it was it was a, a really uh awesome idea that got a lot of people playing games that probably wouldn't have played games um and i know that people like you were really upset by it but i was thankfully i was not one of the ones that was upset so i could still enjoy some of the games on the wii but i sure. imagine for you it was really disappointing because you missed out on both mario galaxies because of it and all that stuff mm-hmm. Well, I think you, that like Mario Galaxy, but yeah. I think that for me, like I, the games that I tend to like the most are the ones with a lot of exact precision. Sure, and sure, sure. So, so the the, yeah, the the one thing that motion controls aren't great for <laughs> is our is precision. <laughs> so, like, I think that's what <laughs> I think that's what took me out of a lot of actiony games because mm-hmm. I tried a couple. I, I, I tried say, messing with a couple of games where it's like, you know, do the little waggle. But like, I can't you have enough. a couple of experiences where you, you shake your controller around and it's just not responding to you because it's just stuck or something or it just yes, yes. gets lost. And then you like, you start taking damage or you die because you do the thing you're supposed to do and it just doesn't work. It's like having a button on your controller that just randomly decides to stick. Mm-hmm. No, I, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. I think the the one game that I will always, I think it was the the better version of the game, and most people won't agree with me. Was RE4 on the Wii? I loved, I loved shooting at the screen. Like, I, I mean, I like light gun games a lot. Like, those are some of my favorite. That's like, I, I love an on rail shooter sort of sure. experience. Yeah. And so Resident Evil Four mixed the third person action with the the shooting at the screen, and I was in heaven. Like, I did absolutely everything you could in the Wii version. Uh, and I liked, I, mean, I liked it in Resident Evil Five because I I played the um the ps the ps3 version with the uh what the heck's it called what's the big dumb ball orby thing that was just competing with the wii oh the move the move yeah yes I think also like, now known as the playstation vr controller <laughs> yeah the, the playstation vr controllers i i loved playing resident evil 5 with that setup too it was i thought it was great i mean those games aren't balanced for that they're balanced for you to have to like take some time using thumbstick aiming true that's probably why so, they were so good that's actually oh that's a great point so snap being able to like snap from one head to the other with a with a flick of the wrist really quickly like makes those games significantly easier yeah true because they don't rebalance the game for those controls they just you know oh god it made it so fun yeah i still that's... i still prefer the um well, i haven't played any of the like the remakes or anything but like yeah, I, I played the, the I played the GameCube and Wii versions of Resident Evil Four, and I may have played the PS2 version as well. Okay. Um, still prefer the GameCube original, but I think that's just nostalgia talking. 
Well, also, you really hate motion controls. But, <laughs> like, like, I... For that game, it was, you know... It's a light gun shooter. Yeah. So, that makes sense. But there are still some moments of, like, no, like... Why... Find my dot. Put the <laughs> dot on the... It's like, it's not that that happened all the time, but when you just expect it to work, right? Mm-hmm. And you have just a couple of moments of little, of like, little spotty, like, non-responsiveness, it, t- it takes you so just out of the experience. Yeah, it happened a few times with me when I was playing Mario Galaxy, because I played it with the two Joy-Cons, uh, rather than using the controller to try to recreate the, the original experience. And I felt like I had a worse time using the Joy-Cons than I did when I used the original um, Wiimotes. Of course, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true or if it's just the changing, you know, it's the changing of the guard where I'm I'm done with the motion controls. Now I'm happy to play without them. Sure. Um, I'm not sure because there's a couple times where I would shake the Joy-Con and Mario wouldn't do his twirl. And I was like, okay, thanks. I missed the jump, even though I definitely shook. The even controller. though I, I did everything right. Yeah, I did so everything I right, but I missed the jump because you just decided to not. And I don't know if that's because my one Joy-Con has the has like an issue with the gyroscope thing in it um, or what. So maybe that's the culprit. I have no idea. But mm. that being said, I will totally try playing Mario Golf with with the Joy-Con. Just just like playing golf, just to, just to give it a try. It won't be my it will not be the way I like playing the game mostly. Sure. But I could see it being fun, especially in a group setting. If you're doing like a little party thing or something yeah, like that, I think it could be fun. It, it basically becomes Wii Sports at that point. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I was actually looking forward to the Capcom Arcade collection, but <laughs> I'm not monetization. Paying $40. It's so expensive. It's way yeah. too expensive for a bunch of arcade games. Like twenty for a bunch of arcade games from like the eighties and nineties. At that, I mean, they're literally <laughs> like the, they're, they're grouped by the year that they came out. Like and that's how you can buy the DLC packs or DLC. That's how you buy the games. Are any of them Street Fighter? Yeah, I think three of them are. Okay, well that's fine. <laughs> yeah, but I was it, gonna say like it, it would be just like Capcom. Three times for it would Street be Fighter. <laughs> uh, like, I, but I was gonna say like when you think of Capcom and arcade. Oh sure, you like think, Street you Fighter so. is the first thing that comes to mind, and probably Actually, the second, third, and fourth. Uh, honestly, when I was looking at those games, I was like, oh, I didn't even know that was an arcade game first. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them. I, I didn't actually know there was a Ghosts and Goblins um, arcade game. Me neither. By the way, I tried getting that to work. It says I've installed it, but when I load the game up, it doesn't think it's there. So I don't know what's going on with that because there's like a free it's like a free little bonus until the 25th. Um, of yeah, February. please insert money. And it's not letting me like I was like, I, I can't I can't I, but I can't even pay for it because it says I've bought it. So I have no idea. Do you uh, do you care about Splatoon three? I was more excited when I thought it was Splatoon Fallout. <laughs> I I was so excited. I don't know. Like why. I saw the inkling, and it was the whole character creator thing, and I was like, oh man, this looks so. This looks interesting. They're gonna take <laughs> Splatoon and put it in like a whole, like put it in a whole like, like world that you're exploring. Yeah, like a like a dystopian. Like yeah, Splatoon Fallout is exactly what I thought it was. And so I was getting really excited, like, oh, man, I actually like the design of Splatoon. Like, I like the world building of Splatoon. I don't really care that much to play the game, to be honest. Um, So I was like, this is cool. 
if they're going to turn Splatoon into some crazy act like RPG open world adventure kind of thing. And that's that's where I thought they were going with that trailer. And then they're like, hey, Splatoon 3. I was like, what? Why 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 go through the rigmarole of that opening? I don't get they, it. They they make it look so much different. Yeah. Than then, well, then one like, and two. Mm-hmm. And then they just slap three on it. So it looks like some sort of weird spin-off game, but then it's just like, no, three. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. But, I mean, I guess, like, there might still be that in it. Apparently, the campaigns from 1 and 2 are, like, really, really good, actually. Yeah, I played half of the 1 and 2, and I, I enjoyed it. I had fun so, with it. I don't know why I stopped. I don't remember. It wasn't because I... I did, It's not because I didn't like the game or something. It was... Something came up, or, like, another game came out, which is usually the cause. Yeah, that's usually um, what happens. And I just never went back to it. I, I think it's weird that they're releasing Splatoon 3... When they're not releasing Mario Kart 9, I will say, like, I don't understand that one, but I guess it's just because Mario Kart 8 is still selling, like, it's the, probably their highest selling game next to Animal Crossing or something. Like, why, why break, why, 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 uh, why fix what isn't broken or why, why, uh, go through the trouble of creating something new if they can still milk this one? Because I would have been real, real happy about a new Mario Kart. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I want to I want to buy Mario Kart Eight, but I keep thinking they're going to because I played it on the Wii U a bunch. But I I would I'd love to play a new Mario Kart, but I don't want to buy this one. Like I I thought they'd be I thought there might be another one on this generation of console, but I guess that would be a first. It's easy to yeah. Well, it's easy to forget that the Mario Kart that we have right now is not actually from this generation. Right, that's what I'm thinking. Like that's why I thought there would be one from the there would be like a new one that is for the switch they are they are pretty uh they are pretty uh consistent with one mario kart per generation yeah so maybe they're just looking at it like mario kart 8 is shared because no one bought it on the wii u i I think that's what they're doing with anything that was on the wii u like i don't basically but i don't know if we'll get another donkey kong um yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we probably won't get. We another... probably won't because Retro Studios is responsible for Donkey Kong Country Returns and Tropical Freeze, and they yeah. are now tasked with uh, Metroid. Right, someday. exactly. So I, <laughs> so I don't think, I don't think we'll get another Donkey Kong. I doubt we'll get like a Captain Toad. Maybe we'll get a Captain Toad sequel. Um, maybe not. I have no idea. Maybe Star Tropic. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, Star Tropics got got recognized as a spirit in Smash Brothers, and that's all Star Tropics is gonna get. Wait, did it really? Yeah, I think Mike Jones is in, uh, or possibly Zoda. No way, like, as, like a, as like a boss or like a statue or something. Yeah, like a there. You know how the spirits work, right? No, I don't. I know nothing about the new Smash Brothers other than I like. Oh, really? The character reveals. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So basically, like the 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 quest mode, the story mode. Yeah. In um, it's actually really cool. I actually liked it a lot. Um, I, I it's like World of Light, Smash Brothers. I'm not gonna lie. That's fine. Um, basically, dollars though. <laughs> basically, the way that they, the way that that works is you have your cast of characters. Yeah. But you um, the you fight through basically different scenario battles. And the idea is you are fighting a character's spirit from the Nintendo oh, verse. That's cool. Oh, that's awesome. Like that has inhabited this body yeah. and it and it affects the their behavior. So like and it, it goes really wild. So it's like, okay, here's a here's a Hammer Brother. Um the Hammer Brothers have have possessed all of these Simon Belmonts. 
Mm-hmm. And so now these Simon Belmonts will only use their B-up attack, which is throwing an axe. Which is throwing an axe, yeah. Yeah. And they oh, just man. jump around and throw axes, so it's like you're fighting three Hammer Brothers. God, I love that holy shit. That it's, and it's that times, like, 500 encounters. I, okay, so I've been on the fence about buying Smash for a while, and I, 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 I swear to God, if Nintendo just bundled, if they released the last character... And then they bundle all of them together with the game for not a hundred and fifty dollars or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would totally, I would, I would make, I would take the plunge. But I, I can't do it now. It just feels so wrong to spend that much money <laughs> on a game, and I wouldn't be able to not purchase the character packs because, like, that's half the fun of playing right, these games right, right. is playing like a character that doesn't belong. So yeah. to speak. <laughs> right. I mean, like, you're a big FF Seven fan. Get yeah. Cloud and Sephiroth in the same game. Dude, well, and come on. And it's a Nintendo game. It's Nintendo, yeah. Like, that that reveal. So, actually, that was the reveal that made me start thinking, man, do I want to play Smash Brothers again? Like, I kind of want a fighting game. I'm not going to lie. Like, I I, I wouldn't mind. uh, Because Dota, if I want to play something competitive, Dota's like, all right, uh, every game is 40 minutes, right? And then if you lose, you're sort of like, crap. Whereas in in Smash Brothers... A, a match is five minutes, so who cares? Just have fun. I don't know. I, I, I've, I've been, I've really been thinking about it. if, if, if they, you know how a couple of years ago Nintendo released that thing where it was buy two games for a hundred dollars, which isn't really a good deal, but it's like an amazing deal for Nintendo games that never go on sale. Yeah, true, 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 true. I would, I would very strongly consider buying, uh, a Smash even just for like a ten dollar discount. Smash is fun, but like. I like I bought it on the day it came out and I bought the first character pack and I played like one of them <laughs> and I haven't touched it in like a year and a half. So, I mean, like, yeah, I might just be getting I might just be getting drawn in by the, the, but the colors. I did play the entire World of Light campaign mode and enjoyed that a lot. I had That's a lot like of fun with 60 that. hours. I bet it was it was about 50 or 60 hours. Yeah. I mean, so you got your money's worth. It's I mean, grindy, could... and it sure, gets a little oh, samey, but it's it's fun to see. Like, it's, it's fun to see how they interpret. Yeah, yeah, it's fun, yeah, The creativity and there's a there's a ton of unlocks there. Um, it's fun to see a... how they how those things play out. Much like I enjoy a gear treadmill, I do love a, a nice checklist treadmill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because when you open that game, you start with like, well, I mean, like, there's the whole thing where it's like it's. Sakurai, the opening cutscene of that, and in fact, the revealed trailer of the game mm-hmm. is um, shows every single character getting killed, just like <laughs> brutally murdered, disintegrated. I, I love how Nintendo lets Sakurai do this, <laughs> and then the only, and then the only surviving character, Kirby, Superman. No, it's Kirby because. <laughs> Because he's an eldritch god. Because it's Sakurai, and Sakurai's like, no, yeah. nothing will happen to my Kirby. I, I hope the Kirby transformation for the new Xenoblade characters gives him breasts. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen it. I don't know. What I it bet is. they've. I've, I bet <laughs> they have. Uh, I, I bet they've put it out there. I bet you there's some interesting art of that transformation. Well, there is now. <laughs> All because. right. Um, let's see. I've been told I need to try Romancing Saga. Yeah. Oh, that, I was going to say the, the one other thing I was excited for is 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 the Saga Frontier. 
Or yeah, is it is it is yeah, is it Saga Frontier? Or is it, I always forget. Well, the one that's coming out, Romancing Saga is is a pretty solid series as well, I think. But I think they're sort of more generic. Um, but the one that's coming out this summer is um, uh, Saga Frontier. Saga Frontier. And it's adding, I, I, like, so there's, another character and stuff. There's that's Romancing cool. Saga, there's Saga Frontier, and then there's Unlimited Saga. And I don't know if they're even in the same series or what. But, like, I get them confused all the time because I didn't Me play too. any of them. And well, and I just stayed away from them my entire life because I remember reading some were just horrendous, and I was like, I don't want, I don't care, I'm not figuring out what's what. I read that about Unlimited Saga, which apparently is true, according yeah. to according to the people in chat who were really, really, really excited about Saga Frontier. They yeah. were like, No, no, I don't, don't touch Unlimited too. Saga. That game is <laughs> hot trash, yeah. and I'm angry at that game for being associated in any way with Saga Frontier. <laughs> No, I'm 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 actually looking I don't know. There's there's something I'm I'm curious about this game. I'm not sure I'm gonna buy it. I mean it might be a mm-hmm. fun it might be a fun game for this this pot excuse me, this podcast. Um but I, I'm not I'm just I don't know. I'm not I'm just gonna wait and see. I'm 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 likely going to buy it, but I might not buy it right when it comes out. Uh only because it's it's it will eventually drop down in price to some degree because it's not a Nintendo first party game. True, and I yeah. can wait. I I haven't played the game since 1998, so I can wait a you know six months or whatever it takes to get five ten bucks off. So I don't have like I don't have like a huge need to play it, and I want to play. I'm going to play Pokemon Snap when that comes out, and I think it gets released like a week before Pokemon Snap. Uh, and it's I highly unlikely. I'll play forgetting it. that that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And Dude, every time now. you bring it back up, I'm like, oh, man, I forgot. Holy crap. I know. I don't know. They didn't why. even mention it in the direct. That's crazy. Yeah. They, did they mention? Did they mention Bravely? They did mention Bravely Default because I think they had a new trailer for it. Yeah, right? they did. They did. Um, But they did not mention good old Snap. They I, mentioned I, Monster Hunter and Monster Hunter. The Monster Hunter comes out in like two weeks. So it's not no, like Monster it's, Hunter comes out next month, I think. The next month is in like two weeks. Oh, wow. Really? I thought it was the end of next month. Holy crap. I mean, it might be. I'm just saying. I I actually don't know. I'm saying two weeks from right now at the time of recording is March 7th. Oh, God. My birthday's in a week and a half. Hey, nice. You should pick the next game we play then. I mean, we basically already did, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I actually, um, funny story. I've actually been playing Fire Emblem again. I picked it back up because you said... You cryptically said you were basically done with it, but then oh, I asked you. I'm, if I'm you, done with it. I asked you if you if you dropped it, and you said you didn't. But then you said like I'll just wait and tell you on the podcast. So I'm still waiting for that. But yeah, I'm on I'm on mission 24 now. Okay, and that's so the last I'm, mission, right? I believe so. the uh, The game is suggesting that it is the last mission, so I'm gonna finish that up, and maybe we can do that next week. That would be uh, that would be totally cool with me. That is, I am ready to talk about <laughs> that game. I, that we've been playing it for like two almost, months. Yeah, two almost three months. now. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because it was the beginning of December. It was the sixth, I think. Wow. So yeah, it'll be like three months when, when by by the time um, this goes live. Just about. Yeah. Or if we do that next week, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about that later. First, we need to talk about Panzer Dragoon. Yeah. Let's let's uh let's let's do that. So anyway, Panzer Dragoon. So, Panzer Dragoon. I I'd like can't to start... let you do that, Panzer Dragoon. 
I'd like I'd like to start and say that I think we should point out that this game was released two years before Star Fox sixty four. Mm-hmm. I think that that's is important. that's a very very important time frame to lay out. I think it's also important to say I feel bad for anyone that owned a Sega Saturn in the United States. <laughs> I to the exclusion of a Nintendo sixty four or a PlayStation. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. I, I so far the the two <laughs> legendary games on the Saturn, Panzer Dragoon and Knights, have been well. It's not fair to compare Panzer Dragoon to. Knights I was entirely. about to say, Panzer Dragoon is 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 a totally uh, uh, enjoyable. Yeah, it's it's mostly enjoyable it's experience. It's good. I I've I'm fine with it. Yeah, I was frustrated with it because I wanted to finish it quickly, and I I I end up being unfair to games when, when you want to be done. Yes. when I want to be done with them. Yep. I, so I didn't, I didn't have that feeling. I, I was not, I did I was not in a rush. I was chill. I didn't care how long it took. And I, I still sort of was like, yeah, I don't know. Like this, it sort of feels like a, the, uh, my thought when I played this was, I had a similar thought when I booted up nights and was playing it was just that this feels like a tech demo. It doesn't feel like mm. a full game to me. Like it, it's, it's, it's really missing something to, to, it doesn't, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is, but it doesn't feel complete. It just feels so rough in a lot of areas. Um, well, you know, what's also, um, you know, it's also a big Sega franchise from that around that era is hmm. crazy taxi. Sure. And I'm not saying that these are the same thing, but what I'm pointing out here is that I think that in the mid nineties, Sega and many, many, many other developers we're still stuck in an arcade centric mindset. Yeah, that's that's and a lot of their console is so true. A lot of their console games are just slightly big arcade games. Yeah. And Panzer Dragoon feels like if you played that game in an arcade, you would probably sink twenty dollars into it. Happy. Yeah, I'd want to beat it. I would have put I would have put yeah, maybe not twenty, but I would have definitely put at least at, at a minimum, I guess, depending on how much it costs per play. So I was going to say how much per bucks. play I'm, I'm, I'm saying like 50 cents per play. Yeah. That, that seems reasonable. Um, I would have, I would have at least put like, I probably would have put enough money in to beat it. I guess whatever that means. So maybe, maybe, maybe 20 depending. I don't know what that system would be like, but it would have, you're right. It's, it's a game that if it was an arcade experience, you'd be happy it with it. It would have felt pretty cool. It, it, it would have still feels, had to spice some it, things up or change some things. Yeah, because yeah, but uh, the the especially if it was an arcade experience or like before '95, and and maybe it's just I can't transport myself back to that time and see what it would have felt like. Like if I play this at a kiosk at Toys R Us, maybe sure, I would have sure, been sure. blown away yeah. by it. And it's my experience with games and my complete lack of nostalgia for the Sega Saturn graphic style that yeah, makes true. it hard for me to jump into it. Cause I'm, I played the remake, which was pretty, like it looked good enough. Um, yeah, right. But I'm basing it off of watching you play, mm -hmm. uh, and even even with the new graphics, it's still sort of hard for me to really get into it. Cause the, it just, I don't know. There, they didn't. It didn't. It did not excite me to shoot the things on the screen. I don't know if it's because the way that the controls work are super awkward. Like, so things are flying at your face, and mm -hmm. you move your dragon around, but then you're aiming reticle is also moving around and then you can't aim and dodge but like right 
which is okay, but it you it doesn't feel like you're really moving on the screen. Like it's such there's like it's really hard to tell how much you're moving to dodge out of stuff. Like okay, so where your hitbox is exactly is not always particularly clear versus right. the or where your where your hurt box is versus the hitbox of the things flying at you. And the um, depth of stuff is yes. really awkward. Like I think some I think more than four, others. Yeah, chapter four is where it is where it really hit a wall for me. Where I was kind of like, oh, this is, is that stupid. the tunnel? Yes. Yeah, it that one because I died there my first time through. I was like, ugh. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, whatever, I'll get back to it. And I was like, maybe I'm just not understanding the game. And I had the exact same experience as you, where my my next time through stages one, two, and three were practically flawless. Like you know, ninety five plus hit rating didn't take that much damage. Yada yada yada. And then I get to chapter four, and I'm still having trouble shooting in and killing things I was like screw this i'm just gonna make giant circles on the screen and not shoot anything <laughs> like yep and then i was okay yep. i got through the stage just fine i was like well that's such that's horrible like that's not a fun way to play this now i think that like like most arcade games um the goal especially like it's shorter games like this this is a score attack yeah this yeah, the, is... the whole point is to get a, a certain threshold of monsters killed like that's how you get more continues I believe that's how you unlock the ability to type cheats in. Mm-hmm. I don't think you, the ability to do the cheats is available right away. I could be wrong because I got an I got a thing saying you scored, you did well enough in your adventure. You've unlocked like cheat mode or whatever, and then it gave me a cheat to type in. Yeah, someone in someone in my chat was like, put it like before you move on, put in this code, mm-hmm. and it was oh, it yeah, unlocked the it unlocked roll. the barrel roll, and the barrel <laughs> roll was just like nausea inducing. I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> Well, Why have and, you done this? The, the the So the reason I was saying it felt like a tech demo isn't just the fact that shooting is a little bit awkward with the way that they did the... I don't know why they made it so... You're, it's like you're looking down a tube and it's mm-hmm. the last of the squares that you're looking through is what hits the thing. Like, that was weird. But what was what really made it feel like a tech demo was the, the ability to rotate the camera. It's It seems cool, but I, I didn't like it. Like it just was yeah. confusing. Like I was like, okay, I'm pressing left and I do this really huge, hard rotation. So it's not like a smooth rotation where you can be at like a 45 degree angle, right? It's only 90 degree angles. So you sometimes zip past the thing that you wanted to shoot and then it's in the in an awkward spot and then you have to zip around again. You're like, I don't, I don't know why I'm even spinning. Like it just, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I. it just never, it never felt quite, Right. Like, I, I never really had, like, a good sense of, like, where, like, where am I looking? Where? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I wanted to like it because once I figured out the once I figured out the mechanic, I was like, oh, this is genuinely different. Yes. Yeah. Like, this is this is a genuinely new and different. Um, This is something that makes it not Star Fox. Yeah. And. It actually makes it a little more like Star Fox Zero, but we don't talk about that. (laughs) Um, I I wonder if the second one plays way better. I don't know. I like according to the person in chat that I had who apparently liked the uh, apparently likes the series a lot and has played Mm -hmm. all of them and knows them all quite well. Yeah. Um, they were basically like expect a similar experience okay so all right i think 
I, I'm going to guess this one in particular. So, so knights, I, I, I really, I really don't like knights, and I don't think I would have liked knights 15 years ago. But sure. this game, I feel quite different about. Or no, more than 15 years ago. Holy crap! Um, Let's try 26. Yeah, tw- yeah. Oh my god. Um, so I think this game, I would have had a much. This is. I think this is the first time yeah, that I played a game for this podcast where I, I, I'm positive that when I'm playing it has jaded my experience. I and it's impossible for me to go back yeah. and fix that. And yeah. I, I I can't I can't undo the time, right? Like I can't um I just don't know. It's it's just something that I, I have a hard time liking now today. Now Yeah. No, I get you. So I I, I do understand why people played this in ninety five and were just Yeah, wow, this is freaking awesome. And I understand why people still like it if you mm-hmm. especially if you were someone who played it back then. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, and, and I mean, like, realistically, it's not like there's a ton of games like this. No, the like no. the scrolling, like sort of first person rail shooter, like space shooter. Yeah, no, there's the, there's the Star Fox few. style has not been like mind to death. No, not at all. Like, I mean, if, if someone were honestly, just there could be Star Fox, it would be popular because it's not a common game yeah. type, really. Like it could be done more. I'm sure mm-hmm. there are. I'm sure there's versions of it out there. I'm sure there's indie games that have mined the idea and they're like, we're going to do our own take on Star Fox. And it's, you know, it's a simple enough. It's a simple enough genre to do. It's just like like a lot of Nintendo franchises. It has really not been done a lot. Yeah. Like and I actually think that the 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 skeleton for Panzer Dragoon could make a freaking cool game. Like I said, I really I love Star Fox 64. I like I like rail shooters. I like just where where it's you know, how's the dead type shooters, light gun shooters, all that stuff. But if if they took Panzer Dragoon skeleton and really and and actually added 25 years worth of game design to it, sure. I yeah. think it would be a fantastic experience. Like a Which... really really awesome kind of like that first mind blowing, not mind blowing, but that first like, oh wow, this feels so cool and unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just Which it's way too rough right now. Kind of makes it, it kind of makes it disappointing that they did give it the modern, they did give it the the modern remake, the the modern update, mm-hmm. yeah, right? The, the graphics are prettier, but otherwise, I think it's the. Exact but then same they game. just upscaled it. They didn't yeah. actually remake it. They just made it the same game, but like made it look nice. Yeah, and that's to me that's sort of a bummer, like the. It would have been awesome if they actually did a because they call it a I think they call it a remake, not a remaster. And I thought Mm -hmm. a remake meant like it's different with the same stuff. And a remaster was more of just making it look pretty. Or maybe that's just my own vernacular being wrong. I I mean, that's the way I've always understood it. But that doesn't mean that everyone necessarily uses it the same. True. And it's I guess it's neither here nor there, because what they really mean is they're just they're just putting on a pretty coat of paint. And I think they added a, a whole new like orchestrated considering escape considering we're looking at um 1995 to 2020 <laughs> yeah um you do basically have to rebuild that game from the ground up for it True. to even run like i'm sure they had to redraw all of the assets it's not like you can just upscale the polygons well and and the entire the zones are quite different too like they look like it's the same zone but there's way more stuff in the zones to you know yeah yeah make it to to, because otherwise the 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 environments would be painfully sparse there was there was a lot of mist and uh and fog to cover for the saturn's draw distance yes 
So I imagine it's a bit, things are a bit more lush. Mm-hmm. So I guess I, I, I sort of had, I kind of ha- had it in this one of the greatest games of all time. Not really, but that's what they would put on a list type of like going into it. And sure. So it's kind sure. of like, oh, it's not doing it for me in that regard. The, the, like, the hidden gem games have really not like you. You have really not had a good time when you go in with high expectations. It's true. Well, I guess it's just because it's 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 sort of one of those. You, you you've you've held on to this idea of what it what that game is and everyone talks about how it's so amazing everyone freaked out when it was not everyone but people were the the when i say everyone i'm speaking purely through magazines because that's that's all i had to go off of right but uh it was people being excited when they made orta for for xbox and like sure oh my yeah God, panzer dragoon is just like one of the best games ever made like you, you this is going to be so cool and i don't know what happened with orta i didn't follow it at all because i didn't have an xbox at the time apparently um, it's fine yeah and and the Panzer Dragoon to me the most interesting thing about Panzer Dragoon is the the some of the storyline that went into making it where like the the Sega had it and they're like this is cool but we need you to make an RPG now <laughs> right <laughs> and they started making the Panzer Dragoon saga which for the Saturn it which came out in '98 because they wanted to compete with Final Fantasy um, and again that's one of those games I where... cannot stress this enough yeah like that the Sega has fantasy star. <laughs> yeah. They, they had an established RPG franchise Dude, that could they had, have, they had shining, uh, shining force too. Well, shining force is a shining force is a tactical game. Oh, so true, like, it's true, more true. of a fire emblem competitor than a final fantasy competitor. Fair. But like, to, for Sega to be like, man, that Final Fantasy is getting really big. We sure do need something to compete with that. <laughs> and, then, and then like and then they just forget Fantasy Star exists. And I guess maybe that's because they were they might have been in the process of making it of making PSO. Oh, well, were they not in 95? I mean, I'm sure it had been discussed because like, because when did, cause when did they... Fantasy Star four actually come out? But they can't be talking. Fantasy Star Online was an online like th- the idea of making an. It online was for the Dreamcast, right? Yeah, but that's still five years later. Like, if you think about, I mean, it, MMOs take a while to make. Like they, I'm not saying that it was ready to go. Yeah. But if they had already made the decision that that's the deci- that's the direction they wanted to go with it. I just meant in '95. It's hard for me to picture anyone saying they're making an online game because it wasn't like a thing that was going on like i've requested didn't even come out till 97 i don't think right or was that like 99 that that's all i mean is yeah everquest was 99 so the idea of making an online internet game in 95 i don't think was i, I don't know i'm, I'm fantasy I'm star totally online came out in 2000 yeah it came out in 2000 so like it may very well have been like I'm, I'm not saying that it was in development in '95. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I, I see what you're saying. But that. I will say that there were no Fantasy Star games to come out between Fantasy Star Four in 1993 and yep. PSO in 2000. That's so weird that they didn't make just a Fantasy Star though for 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 Saturn. Yeah, for anything after Genesis. Yeah. Yep. When it took two years for that to even come to the United States, I think Fantasy Star Four. I mean. And um, you know what? Like, what? not only there's like, oh, we need something to compete to, to, to compete with Final Fantasy, right? 
Mm-hmm. So they've got Fantasy Star, Fantasy Star 2, Fantasy Star 3 between like 87 and 90. Yeah. And then like this series that's not competing with Final Fantasy gets Fantasy Star Adventure and Fantasy Star Gaiden. <laughs> Does that sound like anything <laughs> that you're familiar with that we played no, on this nothing. podcast before? Nothing at all. Nothing at all. And then they get four and then there's a seven year gap between games. <laughs> Dude. Dude. Okay. I, I, and I the next the, one is an online game. I, I went to the Fantasy Star 4 wiki page, and apparently in the United States, the game was $100. Yeah, I heard that, actually. On the Genesis. Speaking of $70 games, $100 yeah, yeah. and 95 Holy shit. Yep. That's crazy. I, yeah, I heard Fantasy Star 4 was, like, absurdly expensive. What the hell? It also came out in the U.S. in 1995. Right, yeah, yeah. Which I think probably, like, I imagine what probably happened to Fantasy Star 4. is Because I hear, I played, actually, a little bit of Fantasy Star 4. It's the only Fantasy Star I've actually played, like, any of. Oh, wow. But I played a good bit of it on the uh, on that Genesis collection. And, um, and it's pretty solid. It actually feels more like Dragon Quest than ah, Final okay. Fantasy. And maybe that's why. Maybe they're looking at, like, we need to compete with Final Fantasy because we already have a thing that competes with Dragon Quest. You should, you should the, look at Panzer Dragoon Saga and just like a quick gameplay video and then think to yourself, <laughs> how is this in any way competing with Final Fantasy? <laughs> I mean, I hear it's not bad. No, no, no. I don't mean because it's bad. I mean because cause you're trying to say that maybe they were this was more Dragon Quest than Final Fantasy, but Dragon Quest Saga is something. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like Dragon Quest Saga. It's, it looks really interesting. I'd actually like to play it. It just is so rough around the edges because it's like a Saturn game. Because it's a Saturn game, and that just seems to be... That just seems to be the trend. Yeah. Th- like, is... I wonder if there is a Saturn game that is, like, really, really polished. Th- so there's one by Sega Team that I'm curious about that wasn't talked... That's not talked about... Shoot, I, I, I remember... I gotta see if I can find the name because it's actually from, the, from, from, our, from our, our boys at Sega... Um, where's a list of Saturn games? It was, uh, I mean, Fantasy Star is technically from. Oh yeah, I'd like to play that someday too. No, but I I wanna uh, this is one that I've never I had never heard of it before. God, I should have wrote down the name. I thought I would remember it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh oh, uh, uh, Burning Rangers. Oh yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, I want to play that. Yes. I want you to just hear the theme of it. Oh, is it good? Oh, shit. Like, I wonder if I've heard it then. I, I gotta know. It's so dumb. Burning the English version? I don't I don't think so. Maybe? <laughs> the English version has to be way worse. Like. All right, hold on. I apologize, podcast. No, 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 no. You want this version. You want the, the, you want the Jap- OST? We are you want the Japanese Rangers. version. I'm sending it to you. We're okay. going we're going to do this live. I, I have the Deoxys Prime. Oh no, the Sega Pirate TV was my other option. <laughs> I think that um I I oh don't God. know for sure, but I think it's the Daytona guy. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> oh my cuz he just did all of the he just did all of the singing for for Sega in the 90s. Dude. Do you do you have a game that needs vocals? Daytona Yep. Let's go away. 
Okay, no. This is so this might be maybe this is our diamond in the in the Sega Saturn. World. Oh, I don't know if this game's any good. Oh, I don't care. I just know that that I've heard that theme before and I'm like, "Hell yeah, this theme." The response to the graphics was mixed, with some critics feeling they were among the best on the Saturn and others <laughs> thinking they were among the worst. <laughs> Because how can you even tell the difference? Although it was noted for its poor collision detection and occasional glitching. I mean, whatever. It was one of the final five Sega Saturn games released in America. More like one of the only five Saturn games released in America. Sega Saturn and and Virtual Boy rival each other's game library. I, they probably do. I like. I no. no I feel like the. I feel like bad. the Saturn was like reasonably. Um, there was there was a decent number of games. It was reasonably than, successful. Like, yeah, there was way in, more than in 25. Japan. It was okay in Japan. It was a pretty much a bomb here. But just you know, it's just mismanaged to hell because like there's that and there's the 32x and there's the Sega CD. Well, Sega had this weird problem where they were they were actually ahead of Nintendo in terms mm-hmm. of the sales like the market shared at the somewhere in the middle of the SNES and the Yeah, Genesis for like wars. for like a few months. And then then Sega just went nuts instead of con- and continuing to just make games like continue doing what they were good at. They're like, "Hey, let's make a bunch of hardware attachments to our yeah. console." And it feels like, well, very much like 1990 Sega was just trying to like react to everything in a panic yeah even though they were they, there was no need to because they were already good like right but like they had no they had no internal consistent vision yeah yeah of what they needed to do as a company mm-hmm. so it was just like it was just like see something and everyone throws the papers up in the air is like oh god we got to do something and it was just I mean, like that over and over and over and over and over with everything. They were like, like, how about a CD attachment? Yeah, that sounds awesome. What are we going to do with it? Nothing. Awesome. Yeah, because it feels like the Sega CD was a was an overreaction to like, oh, God, Nintendo's going to do a CD, uh, a CD add on. Yeah, for the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Um, and, like, and then, then, yeah, that didn't work out. So like, OK, let's let's make it so we can be 32 bits. Yeah, that seems super useful. The I mean, Atari was, Jaguar is coming out. We need to compete with that. <laughs> it was essentially like a giant version of the N64's um, expansion port drive thingy that, you know, you plug into the front of it to uh, that that may, that was required for some games to even play because it gave it extra RAM, the RAM pack thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the 32X was it was. But it was so much worse. <laughs> it's just uh, like 1990 Sega is a it is a case study in do not over proliferate your hardware. Yeah. Oh, and don't do things that. So sometimes it's cool to be at the cusp of technology, but other times you shouldn't because you're going to create a, a device that requires like seven or, or like eight double A batteries that will be eaten up in an hour of game time. Well, Yeah. There's that. Like if you're if you're too far ahead of things, if you if you sort of overproduce. But like this is an era where you had like five consoles or console add-ons come out for Sega in like three years. Yeah. No. And so people like me just got confused and didn't know what anything was. And then there was only like budget at all. Yeah. You're not going to pick them all up because why would you bother? Right. When there's like how many games that even work with them like three 
Yeah. Well, Se- like Sega CD had a decent amount. I think there was there was a good Sonic game, right? They did Sonic, Sonic CD. CD. So Sonic, which CD was we should sweet. both own actually on uh, yeah. on Steam right now because it came with the uh, Genesis collection that we used for Ristar. Yeah, I've so, played Sonic CD. Sonic CD is a good Sonic game. Um, it is. I have it, not like, played it, but like we could do that sometime. Yeah, sure. The 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 uh, uh, the the Saturn didn't even have a Sonic game. <laughs> Okay, like, that's kind of crazy, actually. Like, there is... I don't think there's any Sonic games. Uh, there's got to be, like, Sonic R. I don't know, dude. I'm pretty sure Sonic Team... Oh, maybe there's, like... Okay, yeah, yeah. Like a Sonic like, spin-off game. Wasn't Not, like, like, a proper a, Sonic game, but, like... They probably put 3D Blast or something on there, too. That ended up getting on... That was on Genesis. Was Some it? weird-ass... Oh, let's see. I'm as confused about the proliferation of Sonic games in that era as I am about the proliferation of hardware. <laughs> yeah okay sonic 3d blast was on the genesis because i had it on the genesis but it was also on sega saturn so they ported it <laughs> yeah because it actually looks good so it's not a saturn game oh <laughs> well by comparison sonic jam was a son was a was a saturn game and i don't know what sonic jam even is i've never heard of this is this like their answer to mario 64 Sonic is this? Jam. I've never heard of this. Is that? No, I'm thinking of Sonic Shuffle. Sonic Shuffle is the Mario Party game. That game's terrible. <laughs> Sonic Jam. Two months after the release of the legendary Nights into Dreams. Leave it alone. <laughs> I didn't say. Oh, no. Sonic Jam is just a compilation which contains Sonic. <laughs> it just contains good. Or, well, contains Sonic games. Okay. It's um, Sonic Collection. It's Sonic Collection, but with a 3D overworld. Not to be confused with Sonic Dreams Collection. That's a different thing. Wait, I don't understand. Is the overworld, is it, can you do something on it? It's probably just a fancy menu, dude. Yeah, but there's like a time tack and rings. Easy okay, mode I don't or know. original mode? Like, what is this? Oh, Sonic Jam also includes a special 3D environment, Sonic World, whereby the players can move around freely as Sonic and interact with various objects. So it's an interactive museum... I don't know. But yeah, so so they made this. Is, it sounds this like a of, fancy menu. Yeah, so it's it's basically uh, a fancy menu that's so you can play the 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 games that you wish were being made on um on on the Saturn, but aren't. <laughs> yeah, so so Panzer Dragoon, I I I was I was overly harsh on it. I don't I kind actually, of was I while I was, I was playing it I, and I, I feel better about it now, but it's still just kind of there. To to me, it's it's a game that I won't like. So they they've announced that they're remaking Zvi. Uh, mm. They're like doing a remastering of that as well, and I Makes won't sense. buy it. Like I don't. I'm I'm good. Yeah, I don't. I unless, kind of feel the same way. Really like I kind of know. I'm kind of glad I know what it is now. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is definitely a this is definitely a now we know. This yes, that's that's how I feel about this. Cause it's like I don't regret playing it. I'm not no, mad no, no, about no. It, it. It wasn't bad. It's not. I didn't turn it off. Like, I, I like. That's true. You do that. If if I hate the game, I'm not going to finish it. Right. So yeah. Um, I think you played nights for like 45 minutes. Yeah, I think 30 minutes. But because <laughs> <laughs> I really hated nights. But so I, Panzer Dragoon is totally. It's a fine game, and I had fun shooting the things. It's just when I'm thinking about it in terms of, uh, I, I'd play Mario 64. Like again, right now, 
without a doubt. If they, if Nintendo was like, hey, we're going to charge you $60 for Star Fox 64 on the Switch, I'd be like, all right, I'll buy it. Mm. <laughs> I'm a sucker. Maybe not 60 but like, you know, 40 or something. Right, right. Because um, I, loved, I loved that game, and I don't know if that's totally nostalgic because that was like one of my first 64 games that I owned because I didn't have Mario 64, actually. I played that later at like a friend's house. I had Mario Kart and Star Fox. And so I, I have tons of nostalgia for that. Whereas yeah. I think I it would be, I think I would, like I said, I think I would have nostalgia for Panzer Dragoon if I had played it in 95, but this is actually my first time ever playing it or seeing it played was now. I've never watched a playthrough. I've never seen anyone play it. I had no idea what the game looked like. I didn't even know you could spin in a circle until I turned it on and was playing it. Like all of that was new to me. I never, I didn't know anything about that. So it's, it's really cool. I love that idea. I think if they put a whole new, if if they redesigned the game with with that skeleton in place, I think it would be fantastic, and I'd love playing that. But if if it's more of this, I'm good. So, when's the last time you played? Actually, sat down and played Mar- uh, uh, Star Fox sixty four. Wasn't it on the DS? Maybe. Did I play it on the DS? I think it was re released on the three DS or the DS. Because I've played it relatively recently, like within the last five years or so. Yeah. Is it rough? It doesn't hold up that well. That's what, So that's what I'm wondering. That's, that's exactly why I was using that. As and the... I think it's, I yeah, I think it's, it might be the same thing. I think that we are coming into Panzer Dragoon with it being, you know, a, a Star Fox 64 parallel. And again, mm-hmm. credit where credit is due. Panzer Dragoon came first. Didn't come before Star Fox, but it came before Star Fox 64. Sure. Yeah, substantially so, like, before. The like, genre it's, it's, that it's Star a, Fox a... is the Star the genre that Star Fox established was there. Mm-hmm. But um but it was not um like they hadn't they hadn't pulled it into 3D yet. Yeah. So like credit so where credit is due. Maybe that's really where it is. It's just it's 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 just those it's those rose tinted glasses that crop up on everybody's. Uh, I do I do really timeline. yeah I do really think that it's it may very well be that am, we're we are looking at a game that we have no nostalgia for, and judging it with no nostalgia, as basically the same way that we would judge this other game that we like but have nostalgia for. Mm-hmm. You know, if we can't, if someone sat down with Star Fox 64 and played it right now, I feel like they would probably have They'd a similar, <laughs> yeah. they would probably have a similar feeling to what we're having with Panzer Dragoon with the, I, I think so, with the possible caveat that Star Fox is longer. True. There's more game there. Yeah. And, and, I, and, it, and it's Star Fox. It's, it's so Panzer Dragoon tried doing the really crazy 3D thing, which was neat but didn't really i don't know it felt like there could have been something more there where a star fox 64 really did master the unreal shooter aspect of here's your here's your thing shoot the things in front of you i mean if it didn't age that well yes and no like star fox 64 gives you all range mode oh yeah like in the boss fights and stuff yeah so you do have you do have maps where you just have full 360 movement man those were cool too well i mean like as a kid i don't know if they're good anymore it's again it's you know it's 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 heavily... not bad, and Panzer Dragoon is not bad. No, no, it's it, not. There's a bad game. just rough edges, and so, it just feels like there's not really that much there to to really draw you in. Yeah, I am. I am. I am a hundred percent on board with saying 
my feelings, my lukewarm feelings for Panzer Dragoon are entirely because of uh, the date that I'm playing it and mm-hmm. my having not played it previously. Whereas Knights, I will not ever agree that anyone should have liked that game. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's, I mean, I don't know about fair, but like, I'm not going to argue <laughs> with you. No, I'm, like that just didn't agree. I just with can't you. help it. I, I can't help it. I got to get my my knights, my, my little one two on knights there. Yeah, take those take those pot shots. We are <laughs> like, at least we're we're in the neighborhood. It's not like you're going out of your way to do it. Like we are on the Saturn. <laughs> I I will. I promise. I won't say anything about knights for it for at least like three or four podcasts after today. I I'm done. I'm done. I'm done talking about knights. Maybe even the rest of the year. Oh, you're just lying now. I won't do it. I won't do you're it. Ju- you're lying. Like it's gonna if, just come up. If I if I say something about knights, you can you can make me play a horrible Kuso game for for um. I don't actually want to do that. I finished King of Kings <laughs> the other day, and I was like, I don't ever want to talk about that game again. Oh no. Okay, fine. You can you can just pick whatever the game is, then even if you know I won't like it because it's like some awful super hard game that's not my cup of tea. I already do that. True. But but you I made you play ghouls and I made you play super ghouls and ghosts. But I could cheat so bad with with rewind time. It's it's much harder to That's true. That's true. Even with save states, that game would have been so much harder uh than rewinding the time. Like like it would have taken a longer amount of time if you were only doing save states Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean yeah yeah for sure yeah because the save states like you have to actually have a you have to actually have a a set state that you want to save in so it's really hard to do it like during a boss fight because in the exactly in the 10 frames that it takes you to like reach for the save state button maybe there's something coming at you that you now can't avoid because you took your hand off the controller yeah, I guess you could map it to a, a different trigger or something. Even like still, when it's, the the yeah. conscious thought of like I need to save, save state, state now. Well, and then you might take you out of it, and and then you might save state in a horrible, horrible spot. Right, you can block <laughs> yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You have to be really careful about that. So being able to just rewind whenever you want is basically just like having constant save states. Yeah, yeah. So it, it does it does change things a lot. <laughs> But so 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 there. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> My fingers aren't aren't crossed. I'm I, I don't bashing. I I don't even believe you. But I'm not mad about it. <laughs> like it's fine. <laughs> Are we also done talking about Panzer Dragoon? Because we've only spent half of this section of the podcast talking about Panzer Dragoon. We mostly talked about Sega. True. But I mean, I... like this podcast is now longer than a playthrough of Panzer Dragoon. So <laughs> a longer than a playthrough with with failing once in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I did beat it in like an hour and a half with a game over on mission four. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's why I said to you, if you can get through mission four, you'll be fine with the rest of the game. It was real close, man. Yeah. You were on like, I beat life. it on the last I, life. I know I was, I was like, Oh, please, Jesus, don't let him die. Like <laughs> I, was, I was, I was really considering my options. <laughs> Luckily it didn't come to that. No, I'm I'm happy because you got to play the uh you got <laughs> you got to lose Jesus uh in a river. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> oh, I don't God. I told you I don't want to talk about that one. <laughs> no, I know. That's I know. that's fine. Wisdom tree can go burn. <laughs> wow. So, somebody's hedging their bets. That doesn't look like <laughs> You know, like oh. the bush. Yeah, yeah, like the bush. Yeah, Someone's like the like the, the, the burning bush. Wisdom tree like that. 
Hey, question actually, Panzer Dragoon yeah. story. <laughs> what was happening? What oh, happened? I, um, I I don't know. There was like an empire or something, and you had that a was super... a long opening cutscene to then be like, huh? <laughs> that like, aren't you the one who was in the stream? Like, maybe you should read the manual. Yeah, maybe no, there's a I'm, story I'm... in the manual. There, there there is actually, but I'm asking you if you if you got anything. No, no, there's like there's bad guys, and you have a dragon, and you take the dragon, and you beat up the bad guys. That's okay. what I got out of the story. Yeah, there's there's like two pages for the for the story in the manual, but I'm I don't care. I was just there is if, enough if... there's enough story there for three sequels, one of which is an RPG. So like <laughs> I they're definitely trying to do something. And there was some world building and like some yeah, there were interesting enemy types and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. like I I wasn't I didn't get The music with was it. pretty good. The music was good. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the I enjoyed the tunes. Uh yeah. I don't know what I was going to, you'll have to figure out what, what music to play. Cause there wasn't one song that is super stuck in my head. Yeah. But I remember enjoying the music. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll figure it out. There's luckily, well, no, I better not talk about that on the podcast. I have the music cool for reasons. Yeah. Cause you bought a CD when you were in Japan. That's what happened. Yep. So <laughs> what are we playing uh, next week? Um, I don't know kind yet, of up in the but... air at the moment. Well, we kind of we talked about Fire Emblem earlier. Yep. Yeah. So Fire like Emblem. we could uh, we could we could burn that one. Let's. I do have let's... to finish the last mission of it, but like it's one mission. So yeah, that last mission won't pose any problem at all. You should be totally fine. I. <laughs> there's there's no way I have any ill feelings about that last mission in old RPGs at the moment. I don't like what I'm hearing from you right now, but OK. You'll be fine because you were looking at a guide, and I'll leave it at that. No, I really wasn't. Do, well, should you, I be? Well, you weren't. Let me let me say you probably weren't. Maybe you weren't looking at a guide. Did you rush at all through some of the stages at the end, or did you like still like explore and do the things you're supposed to do? Oh, if you're talking about getting like key story items, yeah, yes. I got those. Okay, you'll be fine. Okay, cool. <laughs> Slight, slight spoilers for my uh, reasons for stopping the game. Okay, cool. <laughs> but yeah. All right. I, that's, I, I awesome. think I'm so, getting the picture. Uh, so it's Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. Three months. Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon and the Blade of Light, I think, is the full is the full yes, title. That is. That's it. That's that's the one. The You better buy it soon because it's going to be gone forever. It's, it's, oh. going in, it's going in the Nintendo vault. You could probably not, though. You could definitely probably not it. Well, we'll talk about it next week. We shall. Cause, cause it sounds like I'm dumping on it and I'm not really, but I kind of am, but it's... tune in next week and you'll see exactly what I mean. Fair. <laughs>